Many people will, will preach the gospel of prosperity. Uh, that's the, the people who will preach about how if you do what the Lord tells you, the Lord will take care of you. You'll be special in the Lord's eye. That you will have smooth sailing. You will get good health. And even you'll get good wealth. That's the message that they say. And you hear it often on, if you ever watch any of those televangelists, that's what they do, of course. And then they suggested you give them some of their money so they can continue this wonderful message of prosperity. Uh, the challenge is that um, it's just not true. It's just not the gospel. Uh, and it's a lie. And, um, I mean, if it were true, gosh, our church would be full, wouldn't it? You're not convinced? I think it would be. Like, I think people, if people knew, if people believed it was real, that if you came to church, you had no health problems, and you had all the money you wanted, everything was all good, I think it would be a pretty easy insurance policy. Just come to church once an hour, once a week, and do it. Man, woo, that's all good. The challenge is, again, it just, it just isn't true. It's certainly not my experience, and I don't know about you. Like, uh, I, I know plenty of good people, I mean really good people, who bad things happen to. And they're faithful people. And it seems that uh, I know a, a whole ton of people, and I scratch my head sometimes, wonder, and say to the Lord, like, why do you have... So many things happen to so many good things. So many bad things happen to so many good people. I mean, but bad things happen to bad people too. It's just we don't often hear about that, or we or we write it off and say, "Well, they deserve it." You see, um, you see, the challenge is it's been around a, a long time. It's not just a, a gospel times. It's been even ancient times, the Old Testament times, right? That that if you were if you did good things, then you were rewarded, and if you did Bad things that you were punished in this life, here and now. You see, that was the whole story of Job, right? Is that, um, that it, because bad things were happening to him, he must have been evil. They concluded the other way around, right? Because the bad things were happening, he must be evil. Um, and, and the challenge is, is that it just doesn't make sense, right? Um, it just doesn't jive. The, the stories don't jive because we have so, many, so much evidence so much data to tell us that uh, bad things do happen to good people. And sometimes that is us that bad things happen to. Or we suffer uh, endlessly. So if that be the case, then, um, then what, where are we to go with this? I mean, because Jesus makes it very clear. Like, he, he goes to the other end of the gospel. Like, he doesn't just say, you, don't, you won't get good things will happen to you if you follow me. He says you're going to have bad things are going to happen to you. It's going to be a rough life. You come and follow me. You're going to have, it's going to be a rough life. You're going to have sacrifices. Things are going to be, people are going to come after you. He says, it's going to be a rough thing. You're going to have to pick up your cross and come and follow me. Wow. I mean, that's not just not the prosperity gospel. That's the opposite. Now we know why the churches are so empty. Because that is a tough message to sell. Could come and follow me and have all sorts of stuff happen to you. Wow, that's hard. That's really hard. So what, where are we to do? What do we do? You see, I, I think in the midst of this is, is the solution. We've got to just look again at this and figure out what it is that the Lord is saying to us. You see, he, he's promising to be there to us all the times. 
and maybe it most especially in the darkest of times. You see, and that's why if, if God has any preference of all, it's not towards those who are wealthy and rich, it's to the poorest and the most vulnerable. And, and if there is a preference, that's going to be it, because he is closest to the poor. And we hear that message over and over again in the gospel, and Jesus testifies to it by his action, the way he goes to the people in the periphery, goes to the poor and the vulnerable, and his constant presence to them, consolation. You see, the gospel of prosperity you might call a daylight spirituality, or sun, S-U-N, spirituality. And I think the life um, is more like lunar spirituality. Lunar, as in moon sp- spirituality. Yeah? Uh, Barbara Brown uh, Taylor coined, at least she's used it, and I think it's really a more honest spirituality we need to adopt. Because there's times in our life where this, the moon is shining brightly and we believe in the Lord, and it's all clear because it's just so beautiful in our lives. And then there are other times when there's a half-crescent uh, presence of God in our life, and we, 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 we still feel God's presence, but, but it's not, as, not a fullness. And then there are times there is just no moon at all, and there's a darkness in our life. And we wonder, where is God? Where is God at all? And then a small crescent returns. We start to see the glimmer of God's light in our life. And soon enough, it becomes fuller. And then we have a full moon again. And we see God, we see God ever so brightly in our lives. Um, the cycles come and they go. It seems when we're in the, the no moon phase of our life, there seems to be... Uh, seems to last longer, but in, in reality it isn't. It's just a cycle that comes and goes, um, and we wish the full moon was there all the time, but that's just not a reality in our lives. We get sick. Our, our loved ones make mistakes and hurt us. We hurt them and cause us pain to them. There are just times when things just don't go right, and there is, seems to be a less presence of God in our life. But remember that the moon is a reflection of the sun. The sun is always shining all the time. And God's love is always present all the time. It's just that we're not experiencing it at that moment in time. And this lunar spirituality is, well, a little bit more honest with ourselves. Um, and, and in those dark times, we, 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 we can say and do things that, that, that we know aren't right, and we, we might even upset ourselves, betray ourselves, uh, and betray the Lord. I mean, Jeremiah, in today's first reading, is struggling. He, he is being put down. He is being condemned, and, and he's frustrated. He says that he was duped, and he let himself be duped. The better translation is, is he was seduced, uh, let myself be seduced. It's more active. It's a it's like, I, like I, got, I got it this time, and I really, you got me, Lord. And yet he concludes, he says, and yet, because he knows the cycle of life, he says, yet it's like a burning coal in my belly. I can't help. It's like a fire. I can't but help speak of the Lord. See, so we've got to stand back and look at our lives. 
and get a better sense of this. Um, there's a great um, a theologian, uh, Ken Wilber, who's, who's known as the integralist. They, he's trying to integrate different religions, and, and he says a good religion does two things primarily, translation and transformation. Translation is it helps us make, uh, make meaning out of our lives, the seasons of our lives, the, especially the darkness, the, those times when, when we can't understand, we don't see God, and, and it gives meaning to the suffering and the pain. So that's the translation. But he says also good good religion calls us to transformation, is to go beyond the cycles and to allow the Lord to completely transform us from the inside out. And that requires of us cooperation. And this is what the Lord is speaking about in the gospel. Pick up your cross and follow me. This is where we we learn to, to accept the season's of, of our lives, and then align our, our hearts, our wills, with the Lord's will. And there are times when we know that we're not in sync with the Lord, um, and, and yet we don't know quite what to do when that happens. Like, you, you ever um, you know when your car is out of alignment? Do you ever know whether your, your, the wheel of your car just has this little wobble? Some of you don't look like you know what that is. That's called a wheel alignment problem. They go, oh, I didn't know that. I've had that for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a wheel alignment. And so it's got a little jimmy in it, like little, and a straight road. It's pulling to one side, or it's got a little rock in it, which means it's off balance, or it pulls to another side. And so in those moments, we, we recognize that we're out of alignment, and we have to bring in our car, and we get it uh, back in alignment. And then we can just put our finger on the steering wheel, and we'll hold a straight line. Sometimes our souls are out of alignment with the Lord. And there's, it's pulling to one way or to another way. And it's a bit of a little shake in, our, in, our, in the heart, in, in the way things are happening. We need to know what that looks like. That's the translation. And then what we need to move is to the transformation component and to allow our will to be transformed into God's will, to realignment to what God wants us to do in any one moment. But we've got to pay attention. We've got to take note of the seasons of our life and know when it's happening and know when we're out of alignment. That's what the Lord says by picking up our cross and following us. Suffering is not just the regular suffering. Suffering because we are doing the right thing. Like when parents, you, you say to your children, this is what we're going to do. Even though it's a unpopular thing, and other parents aren't doing it, but you're doing it. Why? Because you know it's the right thing to do, like coming to church. Kids may not want to come, may not actually want to be here, but you know it's the right thing. It's going to pay longer-term dividends, and so you, you choose that, and your kids are not not going to like you for that. The other kids' parents are liking their parents for not bringing them to church, and they're not liking you for bringing to church. You say, why? Because I'm doing the right thing. I've aligned my will to the Lord's, and that's what we're going to do. And in the long term, we will be going the right direction. That's the transformation we're called to. And every one of us are called to that transformation in different ways. Parents in one way, single people in another way, and older uh, uh, seniors in a different way. Each of us are called to transformation. But we first must translate What's going on? To understand the lunar spirituality of our lives, the seasons, 
and then allow our hearts to be transformed. So today, as you come to the table to be nourished by the Lord, to be refreshed by the Lord, whether in dark or in bright times in our life, we accept and understand, translate where we're at, and allow ourselves to be aligned to the Lord's will and to follow more clearly. Pick up your cross and come and follow me.